I just kind of pulled up just in case. Yeah, I've I've some glancing mentions of the of the Greco. Yeah, Greco boys. They so. are they are uh they thought we were weird. <laughs> and um, they were. Yeah. All right, should we get well, started? Should, bring us in, please. Bring oh, us into what to smite me the Torah podcast? Sure. What? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll bring you, us into smite me the Torah you podcast. <laughs> you can make this um, happen. This. This is that. This is Smite Me. Um, I'm here with Ayane Hayashi and Josh Marcus. I'm not even going to let them have a chance to say, that that's me. That's me. I'm just going to steamroll that part. Um, <laughs> and our guest today is our friend Ben Kurzrock, who I actually am going to let talk because he's our guest. What's up, uh, Ben? Is the song going to come on? Oh. It'll, everything, happens. Thanks. everything happens in post. The song happens in post. Everything happens in um, post. That was the, the part of this I was looking forward to the most. A pray to God of the Israelites. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Smite my. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm happy. Uh, yeah, that's just a small cool. taste. Um, ben is a friend of ours from camp, and he... Um, among other things, makes funny videos with his friends under the label Probably Occult. So make sure to check that out. Right, Ben? Is that correct? Yes. Yes, we, Perfect. Uh, we went to Jewish summer camp together. Uh, you've already talked about that extensively on the podcast. So I was going to ask, this, this podcast has been going for like two years now, right? Three years almost? Maybe three. Or, wow. We're done with the. We we read the whole Torah. That part we we <laughs> and we disproved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God is real. <laughs> yeah, we personally killed God. We read it all, then we threw it in the trash. I feel like um, the listeners, you know, who didn't go to Cam Newman might not know this, but I feel like the Curse Rocks were like a cool family of of camp. Like I I, I always thought of you guys as like the cool guys. But in it, a nice, was a lot of us. It but was in like a, a nice cool, way, you were like, like a, the nice, cool guys. And cool I was like, clan. "Damn, I want to be tight with the curse rocks." <laughs> right? There was like, it was like it got your own little tribe in there. It was like, "Oh, you get in with the curse rocks; they'll they'll show you within what's up." The, within the tribe, the tribe, within mm-hmm. the tribe. That's true. You There's were a lot of that. Yeah, in Jews, Jewish mm-hmm. culture. Yeah, you were the lost. You were the lost tribe. <laughs> Just the curse rocks. Anyway, so anyway, we're we're happy to have you. Oh, I have a quick question yeah, that I'm kind of curious it's about. Great to see you guys. Um, yeah. Which was uh, obviously you went to camp with us, but like, were you big involved in in the temples or the synagogues uh, yeah. in in your normie life, as it were? <laughs> yeah, kind. Of, uh, yeah, I went to a reform synagogue in the peninsula, and um, if you remember, my best friend growing up, Noah Tendowski. And the Tendowski was another big family. Another dynasty. A huge link they up when you two got together. We're just recklessly name dropping on this episode. Classic guys just sitting around naming guys. <laughs> yeah, because, kind of boring. But they were like the like our best family friends. Like found, kind of their family has you know deep roots in this synagogue that we grew up going to. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if they were founding members, but I think. 
um, something like that. So anyway, they're on some plaques. We were, but yeah, I grew up. Yeah, Sunday school, Hebrew school, bar mitzvah, confirmation. You know all the milestones. Did you do? Um, did you do big Jewish? Uh, big Jewish? I want to call it like secondary education Judaism. Oh, I thought yeah. Big, In, big, intramural big, Judaism. Do I, do I work for big Jewish? Which is like. <laughs> No. Well, on the anti-Semitism episode, Ioni, come on. (laughs) What's big Jewish secondary school? I don't. I don't know. I I don't honestly have a good understanding of what secondary school is. No, like Hebrew school. I don't know. Just sometimes people. No, sometimes people go to like college or they like join Jewish adult groups. I don't know. People get into that. So I did not. I I was not super involved in in. Hillel in college or, or really much of much of that. Um, but then uh, no, kind of more recently, I've, I've grown a stronger like desire to to I mean, I did I did uh, I do substitute at a Hebrew school that my cousins go to in L.A. every now and then. Um, but <laughs> mostly just kind of standing around while the kids uh, well handing out pamphlet handing out the whatever stupid uh-huh. thing they give me um is there a bagel spread <laughs> if i'm lucky uh-huh if I'm is it lucky, one of those cool i look back but... sometimes at the amount of bagels i had as a kid at sunday school and it's like fucking insane i'd have like four bagels in a is row it, is it one of those <laughs> as like a, a tiny like a tiny body you know child don't know how i did it is it one of those cool L.A. synagogues where, like, Char- Charlize Theron goes there, and you're like, I didn't even know she was Jewish. <laughs> and then she walks by, and she like, and she's like, I'm not, and that, you know? Um, yeah. She's just there to network. <laughs> <laughs> it is the anti-Semitism episode, as Josh said. Um I think let's be clear. It probably is going to be one of the anti-Semitism episodes. We got it covered. This one is just on the the origins of the oldest hatred, as I saw it referred to a few times during my research. Much like the oldest profession, which is another special euphemism. Um, Anyway, people have been fucking for money for a lot of time. People have been hating Jews for a (laughs) long time. It's true. You know, they've been fucking Jews. They hate. Okay, before we before we do that. Um, I do have a Jews in the news. You have to break the news. What Jews? It's news. Including Jews. Jews in the news. Oh. Mm, please. And is it, I hope it's not the one I'm thinking of. No, it's not. It's, it's pretty tame. Um, it's actually what it is, is that, um, you know, we, we here at Smite Me like to listen and learn. And we know that sometimes... <laughs> We know that sometimes when we talk about Israel, people don't like where we're, people think we're too negative and have bad things to say about Israel. And so I am proud to present a pro-Israel story right now. And, and this is what I meant when I said John's going to get us all in trouble. John's, John's, the, John's, the, friend, John's the friend that wow. my, my family doesn't want me to be friends with. And now yeah, that you know what that what that family name means, to not be welcome there, it's just a subtle you understand the context. Every of that. time he's invited over for dinner, they're like, "No, no, the fourth chair must remain empty." <laughs> Wait, I'm yeah. sorry. So I I can't be unapologetically pro-Israel on. on the podcast. 
Nah, I mean, maybe we'll get some. I have a feeling there's going to be a twist. Well, the twist is that a bunch of Israeli protesters in Tel Aviv um, found out where Sarah Netanyahu was, like, getting her hair done. And we're just like protesting and rioting outside of the salon for hours, and she had to get like heli- she had to get like <laughs> oh rescued by like cops on horses, and it's just <laughs> the story just kind of rips. It's just kind of fun, and it was just yeah. I don't know. I don't know a ton about. So the unabashedly pro-Israel angle of it is just that the protesters found her. <laughs> yeah, I just think no. I don't know. I mean, if you look at the footage, it's like a bunch of people. I guess there was. For context, there was like a big protest, in like an anti-Netanyahu protest. Because I saw, all right, I I don't want to get us all in trouble, but um. <laughs> <laughs> also, like I said, thirty percent of the ep- of the audience at least three times. We've already gotten in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's only it's the rider dies I, I, now. To be clear, like if this is your first time. To be, to be clear, the trouble we get in is that people stop listening, which is the trouble when most people talk about, like, getting in trouble or getting canceled. It's just that people are like, all right, I'm done listening to you, which is fair. Mm-hmm. It's not the biggest deal in the world. But no, a bunch of... But no, tell us. Tell us the content. It was like a bunch... There's a, an anti... Benjamin Netanyahu is like wiling and, and trying to take power, even though everyone wants him to fuck off. And so a bunch of, like, liberal Zionists were, like, in the streets of Tel Aviv, et cetera, like, with Israeli flags, like, protesting Netanyahu, which came to my attention because I saw—I'm not going to name drop anyone, but I saw a friend of mine who lives in Israel but is pretty, pretty like, left-leaning. I saw a video of them, like, marching with an, uh, an Israeli flag, and I was just kind of made a note of that. Like, that's not what I would expect. But then I figured out that the context is that it's people, like, reclaiming the flag to say fuck Netanyahu, which is cool, I guess. But then the idea of Sarah Netanyahu, like, hiding in a hair salon, terrified of a bunch of people with an Israeli flag screaming at her is kind of funny. Um, So that's all. It genuinely made me be, like, like, watching the footage, I was like, I wish we protested how they protest. Or, like, how a lot of European pro- countries protest. Not that Israel is a European country. I mean, it kind of is. Anyway. Um, that's a lot better news from Israel than the thing I was thinking of. Yeah. So. I, I, yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's Or that's what it is, I think. I mean, just— that's what it is, and then all the normal bad stuff continues apace. Yeah. It's just, it's just another, a story of a politician's wife getting, like— screamed at as they get their hair done which is just kind of fun anywhere you go um but this time the jews did it so so there you go we love to see it <laughs> this time the jews did it uh yeah does anyone else have jews in the news ben do you have any jews in the news are, are you a big jew in the new consumer um no uh you know i uh i mentioned the weinstein thing you know i don't think we need to get into that um, unless I'm, you want to, I don't know what the context of the story is. I imagine it's not that he sprang an escape. No. <laughs> Can you imagine that guy escaped? Damn, that would be like a Chapo style escape where it was like all the doors just swung open and he walked out somehow. Like, like that man is not tunneling through. No, concrete. yeah, he like dug a hole and hid it behind like a poster of Farrah Fawcett or something. 
All right. I'm sorry I asked. I'm sorry I asked. I'm sorry I made the joke. Hey, what, ha- what, <laughs> what did he do? What happened? I mean, I know what he did, but what? what's the most recent? Did he just go to jail? I thought he went to jail a while oh, ago. Oh, is he actually? Yeah, he's supposed to sentence. So, uh, he, um, I wasn't prepared to do it, Jews in the news, but that, that popped. That popped oh, I mean, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Checking. I got it. I got, a, I got a notification on my phone while driving. Is it basically is, like, that he can't kick it the kick the can down the road anymore? Like, all right, like it's time. We would normally say pack your things, but it's jail, so you don't get to pack much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there's no more court things. You can't be like, oh wait, no, but what if I had this extenuating circumstances? That means I don't have to go to jail till I he's die. Like, what about he's that? like? Can I bring my potted plant? They're like, no. <laughs> No potted plants, Harvey. <laughs> oh my god. All right. That's a different kind of trouble than what we're looking for. <laughs> All right. Um Um so, do we want to talk about the big <laughs> I was going to say the big elephant in the room, but that feels inappropriate. <laughs> but it's a good thing that the worst Jew right now, one of the worst Jews is uh justices is being served true yes we i i agree i can agree with that so and now we could just say he's not he's not a jew anymore yeah well one of he's like one of the four horsemen of the bad jews and you know three others still ride among us including adam newman of we work and jared kushner trying to think of who the fourth one is of like the worst the worst ones we've got um maybe bb Uh, but you know it's it's a set we we're 25 percent of the way there there should be like we could remove their card, their tribal card. They're yeah. chosen. You know, they're no longer chosen. Like Sam mm. Bankman Freed. Oh, uh huh. You know, I always say I'm so glad he's not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, so this, I guess, if we get into the so the topic of this episode is just kind of the ancient origins of anti-Semitism, or like you know what. What, you know, skepticism, mistreatment, outright violence against Jews has looked like in the way deeper past. I think a lot of us are more familiar with, like, a European context, a World War II, and it's, you know, the decades running up to a context, you know, maybe a little bit of what happened in Russia. But I, for one, knew very little about, like, what was happening with Jews anytime really, you know, prior to the Inquisition, let's say. Um, and I don't know, I also would say that we, for a Jewish podcast, we've probably talked remarkably little about anti-Semitism, given that we've been doing this for like three years. <laughs> there's, uh, and there's a couple other bits that I thought were interesting and sort of an impetus for this focus. One being that, John, you suggested an episode about anti-Semitism, and I pulled up the Wikipedia page that was just labeled History of Anti-Semitism and was like, ooh, this is a it's lot. It's long. The little um, scroll bar gets real tiny. <laughs> It's a little, it's a, it's a little mini guy. Number two, I thought it would be interesting to cover also because there's this weird balance that we're kind of coming up to because now we're in the after Torah stuff of like historical fact versus Bible stuff, and then and we're in the realm of sort of where like those are kind of intersecting in pretty tangible ways. So there's an interesting thing there, and then also because. I thought it would be interesting because we've talked at length about a uh, certain company that really likes to use what it calls anti-Semitism as a way to sort of just like 
garner support for some pretty, I would argue, regressive and right wing ideas. Um, and and just, they keep putting new and ones just up on bizarre the shit. <laughs> we're yeah. talking, Ben. Do you know who we're talking about? Jubilee. Well, yeah. Jubilong. I'm. Do do be do behave. Yeah, we're talking about Jubilee. Behave. We should refer to it as Jew Behave, yeah. Jew Behave, Jesus. Um, That's what they mean yeah. when they say that. But. That's true. I feel like... Oh, uh, you called it, right? On one of the podcasts? I, I, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like some of our... That was me pr- proving that I'm a listener. Some of our listeners might not be like even think that we think anti-Semitism is real. So... I just wanted to get it, you know, we just wanted to get in here and say we actually do think it's real, and we're doing a whole freaking episode on it, and maybe more. We want to get to the bottom of who was the first guy to say, screw the Jews. Who was that guy? Jesus. (laughs) Actually, that is kind of a perfect segue to what my little fucking intro is. Which is basically that, like, to part of part of researching this, I looked up what the definition of anti-Semitism is, according to the world, quote unquote. Basically, there's this organization that was the, um, oh, what's it called, the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance that made essentially a working definition of anti-Semitism in 2016, and 31 countries in the world were like, hell yeah, let's sign on to that and like draft legal precedent regarding it. So here's the deal, though, is the definition is as follows, quote, anti-Semitism is a certain perception of Jews, which may be expressed as hatred towards Jews. Rhetorical and physical manifestations of anti-Semitism are directed towards Jewish or non-Jewish individuals and slash or their property towards Jewish community institutions and religious facilities. And then it's followed by 11 examples of what anti-Semitism is, which is kind of like the whole gambit of like, Jews run the world, that's anti-Semitism, to, like, you can't criticize the state of Israel. Not all of these 11 examples are sort of accepted by the 31 different countries. Um, but that's sort of like a working definition of anti-Semitism in the 21st century. And as soon as I went into, like, looking into some of this ancient stuff... So this is 31 uh, Gentile world leaders debating amongst one another... What what could be uh, defined as anti-Semitism? Not quite. It's 31 Gentile leaders agreeing to a group of Jews interested in remembering the Holocaust into what their proposed definition is. Also, I love uh, it just being vaguely a certain perception of Jews. <laughs> I, uh, you know, Grandpa, say what you will, uh, he is a certain perception of Jews. Um... <laughs> That's kind of fun. Um, did anyone come across, like, what is a Semite to be anti-Semitic against? That's the next section that I was oh, getting to. So it's, Take it away. Yeah. The reason why, we kind of run into this a lot where you take modern words and you put them into an ancient context and it doesn't quite work, right? Because if you're talking about anti-Semitic behavior back in the day, there's an argument to be made that like a lot of it isn't necessarily anti-Semitic for a number of different reasons. For example, the the Jews coming in, the Israelites coming in and fucking up all the Canaanites, for example, all of those people are technically what we would call Semitic peoples, the Canaanites and the Israelites the same. So I, it's it's kind of hard to say what what's happening there beyond just like it's just it's racism and xenophobia and you know imperial so Semitic conquest. people that's a regional 
description? It's a regional slash linguistic selection from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's still Semitic languages now, obviously, like Hebrew is one of them. Arabic is another one. Um, but that's sort of what they're talking about then, which is why that word kind of doesn't work mm-hmm. in that context. There's also a little bit of a, like, it's hard to say in some of this ancient stuff, whether it's really because of like religious differences, because the Jews or Israelites at that time are just kind of practicing a quirky version of the surrounding Canaanite religion, right? So their little quirk is that they don't have statues of their God and their God is the most powerful. That's what they believe. But in terms of a lot of the other beliefs and practices, it's going to look pretty similar to what the people are doing around them. And we've kind of seen that in a little bit of the like Torah and the shit too, where it's like the, the big difference here is, is kind of a conceptual one, less of practice or like forwardness. And then the last thing is that like I have some kind of different historical examples is like back in the day, people were fucked up to each other, especially when it came to imperial conquest. So while it sounds silly to like be like, oh, well, of course, like attacking all of like, you know, invading the land of the Jews and deporting them forcefully like the the Assyrians did uh, is like anti-Semitic. It sounds stupid to say that it's not, except for that's what they did literally everywhere they went. And it didn't seem to be because like, oh, well, we particularly hate the Jews. It's like it's there's a harsh real politic and kind of disregard for human life that is sort of just applied to the victims of their imperial expansion, right? So when in this in a later point when they kind of go to war with the Babylonians and the Babylonians destroy the first temple, that was kind of the practice of warfare at the time. So do you want to say it's anti-Semitism? Sure, some historians might disagree with it, but we're kind of talking about a realm where uh, it might be a little bit too old and shit might be a little bit too, like super brutal practices might've been a little more commonplace and less motivated by like a particular hatred of Jews and their religion and more just of like, well, this might seem like it would be difficult to take care of later. So we're just going to burn all this shit down and fucking move these people. So we were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And so were our neighbors, and so was, you know, anyone else who was sort of in the way of these, like, empires who smelled victory. You well, know? We were the only ones. God, yeah, that's a good thing to remember. We were the only ones to be like, you're doing this because we're Jewish, aren't you? <laughs> it seems like things got more pointedly about Jews being Jewish, you know, right before Jesus enters the picture, and then, you know, once christianity gets off the ground is kind of when things really pop off they basically like from what i found there was like the real point where people start talking shit about jews for being jewish basically is kind of like let's let's call that like a little bit of a working ancient definition of of ancient anti-semitism right is people talking shit just being Mm -hmm. like man these people are fucked up yeah, because well, like, they're yeah. It's because already an other yeah. that's in their community, so they're like, "What's up with these people?" And then they find out the deal with Jew- what the deal is with Jews, and they're like, "Oh, oh we don't like that at all." Like, it, we were off to a bad start already. So a big maybe. Yeah, it kind of starts with I guess there's some point where I don't want to get too deep into the fucking weeds of history, but a bunch of Jews from Judea end up moving to the city of Alexandria 
Nope, different city. But they basically moved to Egypt like way – this is way later, not biblical Egypt. And the Greek people who are living there are kind of like, man, these people are fucking weird. Yeah, they got the one god. We got a bunch of gods. And that's what a lot of it comes down to is the the other religions at the time were not only practicing like a, a form of polytheism, but like statues and sacrifices to, to stuff were like really big. And the Jews were doing sacrifices too, but people were just really weirded out by the like, what does your god look like? It, oh, it's invisible and it's Lit. in charge of everything. And it's Larry better David than all of religion. ours. No Maybe statues. go fuck yourself. No statues for us. <laughs> too, too much stuff. Clutter. We don't need, it. We don't need all this stuff. Yeah, it would be fucking barricade. I would have liked some statues, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just a few more gods would have been. Well, that's also where it got even more complicated because, like, very, I think, religious, like, Orthodox people still follow this, too, which is you're not supposed to make an image of anything. Not just, like, people or not just God, but, like, you're not supposed to make physical manifestations of, like, animals and shit. So right. people are, like, looking at their clothes and stuff and being like, what? what's all the squiggles? Like, what is going on with you fucking weirdos? Like, do you like flowers? And they're like, yeah, we love flowers. You want to put that on a vase? Nope. I, I saw some stuff as well that, like, <clears throat> this is, like, more of a, a theory than a fact. But just that, like, throughout history, including in the ancient world, people were kind of skeptical of just the fact that, like, Jews weren't that easy to convert and that they considered themselves this, like, chosen people. So that made people think they were insular or, like, this sort of culty group that was so, like, un, you know, we are this religion and, like, you're never going to do anything about that. You know, add to that, yeah, the no flowers, no statues, no multiple gods. It's like, who are these just, like, you know, kind of die hard i feel like finding out someone only has one god is like finding out like someone's family doesn't have any tvs it's like oh well good for you (laughs) yeah and that we have the same connection to our god that our rabbi has you know like there's no there's no level up that the rabbi that there's no um I think uh, back know. in those days, there actually would have been a level up. This is like oh, priestly days. Been? Yeah, this has been like, this would be like, hey, our, our priests are also better than yours. Okay, because yeah. I, I thought that that was like a core part of, of the core difference in Judaism is that the congregants can directly communicate, you know, with God. That will... uh, we don't need to go through a rabbi necessarily. A rabbi is more of an intellectual or academic figure that's... That will become the case in a little bit later, but probably at this point, this is, this is still like what point in history we're at priest. It is priest. Yeah. It was like a priestly class sort of with like their own tax. Cause we're also in the realm of like different Jewish Kings and like they're, this is kind of like, they're not really big power players in global politics back in those days, but they're like an independent kingdom with like their own shit going on. And like, I think every you know year you're supposed to go to Jerusalem or some other fucking shit like that. So, so there's like some other stuff that comes up like in the later kind of Greek era. There's the whole story of Hanukkah, which happens when the uh, Macedonians invade the area. Um, and they, there's some writings about how like, the Jews are so stupid, they don't fucking fight on Shabbat, so we just invaded on their fucking holy day. Um, I don't think that's actually how that happened, but that's, you know, you can kind of see an attitude shift in how people are writing about, like, these fucking weirdos who take a day off um, 
and like they get all butthurt about people like ruining their temple when we're just making it look nicer um and stuff like well, that. That day off. That day off has caused a lot of problems throughout history. <laughs> and it's so yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the only other the super ancient stuff I have that's kind of the most interesting is the shit in Roman times, um, where basically you get to sort of see some of the stuff that we're going to become more familiar with in European history later, which is like early Republic. There's communities of jews guess what they get kicked out of the city multiple times and for the reason of they're just like hey fuck these weirdos like we don't want them we don't want these undesirables in our city anymore and then there are some kind of there's evidence of like religious kind of protections that jews are given in rome but they kind of come with caveats that make them like oh you're not the same level of citizen as like a practicing like Roman, whatever the fuck you're like, a you're, uh, you're, you're maybe you're one step above piece of shit, but you're not a full human being. <laughs> and then, uh, basically from there, it gets kind of shitty after like some Roman generals, uh, sack Jerusalem. Um, and then that sort of leads to the annexation of the area that we call Israel or Palestine now, which kind of ca- causes a revolt and this becomes very violent. So they're like, you know, so this is where, so we're at the destruction of the second temple. And that I would think most historians are a little more comfortable being like, yeah, that was anti-Semitism because that was not a common Roman practice to be like, yo, fuck these people's places of worship. So they did that. They fucking destroyed the fuck out of it. And then uh, kind of as just an extra fuck you, they levied, they levied this tax called the Jewish tax, literally. That was ostensibly supposed to like they pitched it as like oh you just have to pay a fine and then we rebuild your temple but instead they just built their own temple in rome with the funds mm. um it's a pyramid scheme yeah and mm-hmm. uh, one that you don't have an option of saying no to <laughs> yeah, okay. um Some kind when, of when was that happening this would be this is like uh like the first century before common era so like before the year quote-unquote zero okay Um, so this is all pre pre pre-jesus this is all pre-jesus stuff um and then the fucked up part about that tax in particular too is like they had other taxes for people but they were only paid by like males who were between 20 and 50 but this special jewish tax was even if you were a slave even if you were uh, a lady even if you were a child even everyone has to fucking pay the tax and that was unique to the jews yeah, the children well, had to Jewish, pay taxes. Were they? Do they work? <laughs> Just, like lint in their pockets? <laughs> like, probably, dude. It was. It's ancient times, dude. Shit's rough. Also, children is like people below the age of six. Once you're nine, you're like a full fledged adult. And that's called Montessori. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Roman word. Montessori. Yeah, pretty much. After that, the the biggest thing that happens is there's this giant revolt called the Bar Chokhba revolt which gets all these Jews. There's Jews coming over from the empire to, like, fucking fight in the Holy Land or whatever, and it does not go well, and the Romans decide that, like, hey, maybe we should put this out and stomp this out for good. So they deport a massive amount of the population. The recorded number of towns they destroyed at that time is 985 of, like, ruins that you can find and of shit that they wrote down that they destroyed. 
Uh, they enslave a huge part of the Jewish population, and then they change the name of, like, Jerusalem and the fucking region to just be like, guess what? Jews don't exist anymore. Uh, and that's sort of, like, that's a little bit where you kind of get to the, like, state of Jews in Europe for the rest of, I don't want to say for the rest of time, but not completely off from that. Like, that's kind of when people talk about, like, the diaspora as an event, that's pretty much what they're talking about. They're talking about the time that the Romans came in and said, like, you guys can't fucking stay here no more because we're worried about you doing a revolt again. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and it, it feels like a, a kind of a meta theme of, like, every time every time Jews are sent from one place to another place and then they show up in this new place and they're kind of this isolated minority that just kind of makes people hate them even or hate them and just kind of distrust them even more. It's like, who are these weird people who are doing their own separate thing? Um, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of like endless cycles mm -hmm. of just, yeah. Um, so yeah. And I guess I could, I could cover the period around the birth of Jesus yeah, so um, this is I've, I found this all pretty interesting. I'd, I'd never thought too much about the nuances of this period, but so you know, Jesus is born the beginning of the Common Era or the you know AD um, begins, uh, and I never really thought about the fact that Jews were coexisting with early Christians who were sort of still Jews. I never really just had thought about that as a period, but you know. Jewish Jesus was a Jew. His earliest followers kind of thought of themselves as like Jews who were doing something a little different. Um, and the original Jews, literally, Jesus. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like that's actually an argument that they kind of make, mm -hmm. right? Where they're like, "Well, the original Christians were all Jews, so that the the current that's an argument that the current Jews for Jesus I make." I believe so. I kind of remember that. I mean. Yeah, if I was them, I would latch on to that, for sure. <laughs> that seems pretty obvious. Well, it's funny that you talk about latching on, because I feel like what, what you get in this period is, like, some strategic maneuvering, both a mixture of just, like, stuff that accumulates over time kind of by accident. That's, like, setting the seeds for anti-Semitism and then some more, like, explicit political maneuvering. So some of the stuff is just, like, there in the Gospels as remembered by followers of Jesus. So, like... Pontius Pilate, the Roman ruler of Judea, you know, he he describes like a group of Jews calling for the death of Jesus, even though, you know, historically Jews probably weren't in any sort of power to actually, you know, order someone, the Roman order the Romans to crucify someone. Um, and then there's a scene where like he says, oh, you know, I'm washing my hands. His blood's not on my hands. And then this crowd of Jewish people says, oh, you know, his blood is upon us, like, and the blood of our children. So that's like a little chestnut biblically that, like, people just keep coming back to. Um, and mm, then in some... Biblical chestnuts. Biblical chestnuts. That's, you're saying that's like one line in the New Testament that has caused a chain reaction of horrible events. <laughs> There's another... I, I don't remember which uh, gospel it is, but there's one point where Jesus himself describes this crowd of people as like oh you know them and their father the devil um so other people have used that line to be like oh you know jews spawn of satan right you know they have horns who's the crowd or is it just yeah. a crowd yeah or is he just like you know someone who is dying brutally and was like you know <laughs> you devils you're doing a horrible thing to me yeah i'd be um, probably talking shit in his position yeah 
Um, so that's like the kind of scriptural reasons. And then there's kind of some more other historical theories about like this early period, you know, early CE. But like some people say they sought to differentiate themselves to avoid persecution. They're like, man, the Romans sure don't like the Jews, but like, we're not, we're not that we're a different thing. Um, there's the fact that at least back then Jews were more into proselytizing. So, you know, Christians were kind of like, I don't know, just like sought reasons to have a better pitch or like just, you know, get one over on the Jews because they're competing for, uh, you know, converts. And then somewhat related, like there is the fact that, you know, if you're a sincere believer in Christianity, you're like, okay, you know, I believe in this one God, but you know, you know, now there's this whole new stuff with Jesus, all this, all these new revelations, all these new, you know, things that are important to us now. And if you don't accept those things, you're kind of not all the way with it. And you're denying what you believe is like the true version of, you know, God's truth or whatever it is. So all those reasons are sort of like seeding the ground for there to be this bigger, uh, bigger split um let's see uh oh and another just like interesting aspect was that like i never quite knew this about early christianity but it was like explicitly appealing to people who were kind of low station low class like just because it's sort of there's this promise of like you know there's this there's heaven like you know you're not going to suffer forever on earth like you can kind of redeem yourself um so you know they they were that was a message that was out there and like you know if you're appealing to Jews who are also this kind of lower class in the thing you know there's a little tension there um things kind of ramp up and get a little worse after the i guess it's the second destruction of the temple by the romans um <laughs> people start interpreting that as a sign of divine punishment against the jews <laughs> like you fuckers deserved it um i found this kind of interesting thing i don't think that we completely didn't do that as jews ourselves back then yeah no that's the thing no both jews and non-jews were like yeah maybe we deserved all this um there's a kind of that's so funny for (laughs) to react to something humans did like to other humans and be like, that's the divine that's sign. I, you got your ass that's beat. Apparently, what the Mormons uh, thought of the Holocaust. Oh damn! Oh, nice. wow. Um, I just I I don't want to talk too much. Um, but there's just one other little nugget I want to add in here, which I thought was pretty funny. Is I found this like famous dialogue that happened in 140 A.D. with this this kind of Christian figure named Just Justin Martyr. Um, he was teaching in Rome and he has this celebrated work called dialogue with Trifo, the Jew, where he kind of, it's like this, like dialogue, basically, you know, with the Jew and a Christian arguing about, you know, what's what, who's right, etc. And, and, uh, uh, Trifo, the Jew makes a pretty decent point where he says like, you know, early Christians were saying that, you know, they're still connected to Judaism. They're following the law of the old Testament. So it's like, you know, how can you do that, but also claim to be a different religion? And then Justin says, you know, oh, those early laws were just on the Jews because God wanted to punish you. Like that mean Old Testament God who's always fucking like killing people and like telling you not to do anything fun. That's because like you (laughs) Jews like deserved all this bad stuff. But like we now get to have a different, more fun spring break style um, 
style things going on. Um, and so anyway, those like tensions. Wait, are... so his argument was, yeah, because y'all suck. Yeah, pretty much. He was like, <laughs> yeah, like that applied to you guys because you were bad, but this new stuff applies to us because we're good. So we were seen as like the downer, depressing, dramatic religion, no, and they were I don't the even happy know if... go. They had happy go lucky God. More just like there was just some. I don't know, like. You know, I, I should, you know, would need to read the full thing to understand why he thought, you know, you deserve the bad and we deserve the good. But yeah, it was more just a sense of like all this terrible stuff has happened to you in like the Old Testament. God's so angry, like there must be kind of something wrong with you guys. And, you know, you can deal with that on your own. Um, yeah. And then things just become a little more explicitly anti-Semitic as like Roman leaders convert to Christianity um, then you start getting laws about, like, Jews can't marry Christians, they can't own Christian slaves, they can't be in certain industries, they can't proselytize, they can't build new synagogues, uh, and and so on. Um, so that gets us, like, a, a more or less up to the Crusades. It's like, you know, we started off as this, you know, you know, quarrelsome siblings, you got your Christians, your Jews, but they're kind of part of the same household, and then, like things start to to drift a little bit from there it's very uh it's a very biblical story once again of just two things being very related to each other and then ultimately just trying to you know it turning dark yeah one 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 of the related things trying to brain the other one with a rock um and just like i feel like kind of a classic story of like you know, you had these two things, which were both sort of oppressed minorities to a degree. And like, you know, at a certain point, decisions were made to be like, well, like we're trying to we're trying to make it through this bad situation. So like we're going to figure out this way to get one over on you or like, you know, you could imagine some sort of other version of maybe more solidarity of like, yeah, well, we're both these minority religions, like whatever. We have the same tradition, but, you know, it's kind of it doesn't work out quite so quite that way i do know that one of the better parts of christians being able to like practice freely in the roman empire was that they didn't have to pay the jewish tax anymore if you were a full-grown nine-year-old with a wife and two kids yeah you at least yeah at least your tax bill was low <laughs> they're not breaking your balls what a form to have to fill out yeah just be like oh man Hey, did little Billy get his fucking W four in, or are we gonna get audited this year? How does year? that even? How does tax paying work? In the, is it just like some Roman shows up to your door and is like, "Hey, give me the gold now"? I, I think it actually is. It's literally like, I have a suit. This is my tax person suit, and I show up and I go, "Give me the fucking money." Seems like what if you just made <laughs> that suit? I, I'm sure people did. Hmm. Yeah, like talented. You know, a talented actor with a, a good costume department behind them could really rake it in. What, be a counterfeit tax collector? Yeah, the original scammers. Um, well, so I feel like I've been kind of blabbing on, but I kind of have a question for you guys, which is, did, did anyone ever explain the origins of anti-Semitism to you? Or, like, what did you think they were as a kid? Like, because I'm sure at some point one of us must have asked some you know adult like you know why don't people like jews like what's no, you know did anyone tonight. get any well, sort of part of the education the first time i really learned <laughs> listening to you guys i thought it was i thought it all started with us killing jesus which i learned to, uh was a, just a big misunderstanding 
we, 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 horrible misunderstanding. Uh, and I actually think a lot of countries owe us a big apology. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. Yeah, the whoopsie that re- that resulted like... in a Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, once the Pope, like the Pope in 1965, you know. Oh, so fucking the, the funny that it die. happened in 1965. <laughs> that blew my mind. The Jews did not kill Jesus, or we uh, certainly weren't the only ones to blame for that. Hey, yeah. good on you, Pope. Way to read the room. I mean, say what you will about uh, the Catholic Church, but, like, one of the iconic things that it does is just, you know, make formal rulings like that. Just at certain point, things are just can just change. I'm saying that, Pope's, that, that Pope had our back. He's yeah. an honorary, yeah. honorary member of the tribe. That's right. Harvey forfeited his card and was thrown backwards through history to Pope Urban or whatever it was. I think Joe Biden should have to publicly say that the Jews didn't well, kill Jesus. Well, now the Pope needs to publicly say some other things the Jews don't do. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like the bare minimum. Because sure. in 2011, the Pope clarified, the Pope reiterated that the Jews again, because you know, there's a lot of people that didn't believe the first Pope. So <laughs> they haven't killed. Some Pope in the 1300s, I was reading about, like, the Black Plague, the Black Death, and how people blame Jews for it. And some Pope said that anyone who believed that the Jews poisoned the well had been duped, or I forget the, been duped by that liar, the devil. Yeah, I, I, I remember <laughs> learning about was, that one in history class, being like, there was this one Pope who was like, y'all need to chill on this. Uh, I love the phrasing of, you got, you got got by that liar, the devil. You you got you caught by the big liar? guy, not the other big guy, the one that, the one that lies all the time. But the little big guy. No, I think my origin of learning like what anti-Semitism was, I kind of always just got the like, hey man, they hate us because they hate us, mm. and like, and it was always followed by like, remember hearing about the Holocaust? That's how bad it can get. Right, it was like a historical constant, just sort of like force of nature sort of thing. Yeah, and that there's never like, well, that they're like that like larger context didn't exist around it, other than just like, I'm I'm about to say that statement, and I'm like, I'm not sure that there is a larger context that exists around it, other than like, what are any of the fucking like bigotries that that we deal with in the modern world beyond just kind of like people being shitty? Um, but like, yeah, well. It, it, it never had like a context of like, well, it really kind of came to a head when X, Y, or Z happened. Um, like one of the things I saw in the like Roman period was like Caligula, the emperor, wanted to put a statue of himself in the temple in Jerusalem, and the Jews fucking flipped out, and that like that was a real souring point for like Jewish Roman relations back in the day, where people were like, hey. We had Caligula put a statue of him in our temple. Like, you got to do the same. Mm-hmm. It's only fair. Um, so, you know, not that it justifies anything, but there's a context, I guess, what, that can What did they teach exist. us at camp about anti-Semitism? Any memories? I love being Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we watched the Truman Show uh, quite a lot at camp where we got to see um, the Gentile Ed Harris control the weather. <laughs> Did we watch the Truman Show yeah, a lot? Describing Gentile Adairs. That's that's not really a memory I share. 
I don't really remember when watching. Were, yeah, no, me, <laughs> me neither. When were you watching the I remember the watching show? the Truman Show at least four times at camp. Like, I just still don't think for, I've seen that movie. For those movie nights that they would do. Well, maybe I just was asleep. I don't and know. it's a great a great example of... of uh, it's a great uh, depiction of non-Jews controlling the weather. <laughs> I remember Stomp the Yard. <laughs> I don't remember... Yeah, I guess we have different... I know I still there's no way in honor of the historical it. alliance uh, between the Jews and the African American community um, did we not watch the Stop the Yard <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but t- to address the did when how did we talk about anti-semitism at camp I feel like one night we would have dinner and then like we would after our after for our after dinner program the like counselor would come to us and be like alright guys like I know we like to joke around but like you better be serious for the next couple hours because it's freaking it's Holocaust night. And then it would just be Holocaust night and we would talk about the Holocaust for two hours and it would be led by some like 22 year old that we all thought was like that was like not 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 our counselor. Our counselors were 18. The 22 year old was like the director of the whole. Yeah. I don't know. I'm blabbering. The- but my point is. What, what, oh, no, ben, yeah? That's just the, the biggest marker of privilege that like many of our you know, families are literally suffered in the Holocaust, but here we are at summer camp having Holocaust night where we spend mm-hmm. two hours talking about it. I mean, I'm being glib. We didn't call it that, but I feel like <laughs> I that was, <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be led by like a 22 year old dude who just got finished fucking partying in San Francisco the night before. <laughs> and he's like, look, it's time to be real serious. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Like it's not, for many of us, it's not really a lived experience anymore. It's just like a, it's like a semi-academic exercise in a certain sense. Mm-hmm. Or like we maybe know people, like our grandparents or something. Who, I mean, that's as at least how I learned about anti-Semitism was like my grandparents. You know, like my grandma went to college, and there are still quotas for Jews. So like for her, like very real, very present, could come back at any time. Everyone she grew up with like you know was not that many generations back from leaving europe so like you know i heard about that from her but it was all you know retrospective wait john finish what you were saying about uh the anti-semitism at camp no i feel like we would just have there'd be some program where there would be like it would be i guess all i'm trying to say is that if we talked about anti-semitism i feel like it would be specifically about the holocaust and we wouldn't really or about like Arabs who hated Jews, to be honest. That was the other... Yeah, that was a big one. ...way mm. in which it would come up. Not always explicit, but, but it, very we, We're not talking about... Present. But my point is, we're not talking about, like, old world, like... I mean, unless we're... I don't know. We learned, like, the story of... Like, all of our stories are, like, old world anti-Semitism. Like, Purim and... and um Hanukkah. Yeah, you know, or like maybe pogroms. You get a sense that like there were anti-Semites in the 1800s. <laughs> you know, but like, don't know. I mean, there was definitely a point that like, I like history a lot, but there was definitely a point where I was kind of taken aback by the idea that like, oh, wait, the story of Hanukkah is like, like other people other than Jews have stuff to say about that because that was like an actual thing that happened. Where, like, you can learn about, like, Noah and Abraham and stuff, and you're just kind of like, meh. I guess, like, but, like, you can learn about, like, how did the fucking Greeks feel about that whole deal? And, you know, they say some fuck. We're, as we learned from this uh, episode today, they have some fucked up things to say 
Um, but I think like we, I, I kind of agree that we never really got like a huge. The real anti-Semitism were the was, friends we made along the way. <laughs> Sorry. Um. But yeah, then no, I mean it makes sense too. But the real anti-Semitism was like the Holocaust, and mm-hmm. like I think if we're just being honest, was like the Holocaust and people not agreeing with Israel was like that was our upbringing was like mm-hmm. that's what anti-semitism totally. is I, I felt like that's at, at a certain age i'm sure that's where i thought it started because my scope of understanding of history was just only went back to that point in time and i think even when we were kids like i don't think the like conspiratorial milieu in the u.s was as such that like there was as much just like um blatantly wacky anti-semitism that exists like in now yeah no jewish space lasers were being discussed by congress yeah so no, even there wasn't, then, there wasn't like, really marjorie taylor greens in the mainstream no know? she was still just like you know probably doing squats in a crossfit gym somewhere yeah that was more fringe no so so it was, it's kind of interesting too that like even in the modern era like we're all living doing our lives like as kids we were not really even prepped about like the version of anti-semitism that would sort of be the most contemporary version yeah um which is you know that's do you ever really know when it's coming back who knows how to follow the trends i mean can you predict mm-hmm. leg warmers are coming back that's what i hear <laughs> Well, it's not that it came back. It was always there. No, it was always there. You're right. People's legs get cold. I mean, my legs are a little cold right now. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Um, I don't know, Jonathan, do you have the next, or Ben, do you have the next, like, historical period once we get the, you know, the original split and the whoopsie hurled around the world? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't know if, I, I did not cover the, the in, in the depth that you guys covered. I just thought, you know, found some things about Jesus. Uh, John asked me to, to, to read about Jesus's uh, crucifixion a little bit. So um, I, I did learn that it was a big mess, misunderstanding. And, uh, but he was sentenced to death in the rabbinical court. Uh, oh, so, hmm. I didn't know that. Me neither. So, uh, you know, that actually tracks instinctually or uh, instinctively i thought that tracked because it's hard to picture a bunch of jewish mobsters that are really good at murder but it's easy to picture a bunch of really good jewish lawyers um, <laughs> yeah. In yeah like jewish assassins harder to picture but yeah yeah well that's the whole thing of this like ancient anti-semitism or i guess the way ayani described it ancient is further back but what, what are we calling this post jesus Dying anti-Semitism. We could call it the second wave, third wave, second, second wave. Yeah, second wave. Yeah, let's let's okay. do that. Yeah, because so, I was using the his, his the, historical terms, which this, aren't great either. The second wave anti-Semitism, kind of based in this idea of Jews being Jesus murderers, is, is kind of interesting to me because, it, like the 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 anti-Semitic image, even in like, you know, uh, when you think of German cartoons, you know, and propaganda uh, preceding the Holocaust and the, the idea, you know, or the like stereotypes perpetuated by Harry Potter, even the goblins, you know, it's like the, the Jewish bankers and the, the kind of 
the stereotype that we're a weaker breed and that we're a, a neurotic, weaker, you know, um, help me out here. Sorry. <laughs> sort of folk. Yeah. And, yeah, and yet, weaker and, sort of folk who's yes. like, you know, in the shadows, pulling the strings, but yeah. still kind of deviant. Yeah. Or deviant little. Exactly. Which is like kind of the, 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 the modern anti-Semitism around us. You know, what is whatever wave we're in now? Fifth wave. Mm-hmm. Where it's millionth wave, where yeah, it's it's more uh, about our mental abilities and less about our murderous, you know, mobster-like behavior, our savage mm-hmm. murderous mobster-like behavior. That right, led. no we, one is accusing Jews of like running around and like running a protection racket, exactly with Tommy guns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really like how many? There's a few Jewish serial killers, I think, in history, but. Or in contemporary history, but, I think so. I, I do think there's an interesting difference there, and and like the depict the the early anti-Semitic depictions of Jews as these Jesus killers, and mm-hmm. these co- contemporary anti-Semitic depictions of Jews as little, you know, right. I do think it's kind of interesting that like uh the one of the consistent kind of strains of anti-semitism is just the like for like from the ancient world even to now is just the like man these people are weird <laughs> and they think they're better than me yeah yeah that that sounds like a, a consistent through line this which is- yeah the only people just decide that like oh they think they're better than me because like what they keep to themselves we keep to ourselves and dress weird so people just kind of take those well, things. Well, and we call ourselves the chosen people, which I think is an unfortunate bit of, yeah. uh, you know, branding for communal relations. The thing that I don't get about that, though, is that ostensibly, like, that's true. And I kind of can see, like, for in the ancient world, why you would hear that and be like, hey, like, take it easy. Like, yeah, oh, I'm not chosen. But the thing that kind of makes me laugh about that in the, like, later context is like ostensibly the the christian people who are taking issue with that have read the same text too since the old testament is just the christian name for the torah and like they should know that like the chosen people moniker we've come to learn this seems not to be that much of like a a blessing so much as it is like a a, a responsibility that nobody asked for i know somebody <laughs> that um that repeatedly says like oh my god i wish i was jewish like i i love i guess this isn't in video whatever so they say that and then i'm like really uh, wait no they, what do they say they love <laughs> i just love jewish culture i love you know i and, and this is something you've probably run into yourself is people that like uh, interpret being chosen as a more positive uh thing than it, it really i feel like i know a lot of jewish guys it really has meant historically i know so many white jewish guys who like desperately wish they were black but they never say like man i wish i was black <laughs> they would never just out loud be like sure would be cool if i was a black guy um or like, don't or just say, I love the blacks. Whereas I feel like I have heard some people say like, man, like I love Jewish people. But as far as the Jewish, us calling ourselves the chosen people, I feel like the more and the more we got murdered throughout history 
and like just like fucking knocked around, the more us calling ourselves the chosen people is like a bald guy calling himself curly. It's like kind of like a chic, like a glib little joke. It's like, oh yeah, we sure are the chosen people. <laughs> You're saying the chosen people at a certain point like became a bit. Yeah, I, yeah that's, the, that's exactly what he's saying. Kinda. And it okay. kind of is. Okay. Yeah, I, I never say it seriously. Yeah, I don't hear anyone don't yeah. in my entire life. No, the people who are seriously advocating for Jews being chosen are doing some pretty scary fucked up shit. That's true. What do you call it? Jewish elitism, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're not like I don't think you find that many casual Jews who are just like, I mean, it's nice. I'm chosen. You know, I kind of take that with me every day when I go to work, knowing that God's got my back. I wish I was chosen. I want to be chosen Jews. so bad. <laughs> I want to be chosen so badly. Are you sure about Choose that? Choose me. Because I choose the you. Jew, the Jewish tax, if you want it. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pony up. How old are you? Nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at my special pants. <laughs> now you owe me money. Um, hey man, give me give, 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 give me. Oh, I forgot to mention during that thing that like the the other fucked up part about that was you paid the Jewish tax, and that's what exempted you from going to the Roman religious services. Um, so Otherwise, even... so we would have had to pay in our time. Is what you're saying. So, you, yeah, you would have to pay in your time. And then also, if you're a devout person, you would have had to pay in, you know. Betraying your God. <laughs> throwing your beliefs away. Betraying, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's. Or, and boredom. Which I'm fine too, with. Probably but, boredom. Um, I don't know. Those those old Roman festivals seemed pretty. No, pretty they were fun. chill. Oh, I would have yeah, just gone to that. I wouldn't have paid the tax. I would have. I'm sure lots of people did exactly that. They were like, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love <laughs> I love being Jewish and all, but. I love being chosen, but uh, someone else is about to choose me. I'm going to go yeah. dress up as a it's goat. A and buffet, <laughs> dance party. It weird. seems like a big through yeah. line in like old world anti-Semitism is just like forcing Jews to do stuff. It's against the religion, like even like eating pork, which like. Are you like that's like Eric Cartman level anti-Semitism? You're gonna make someone like hey, you gotta eat bacon. Yeah, you gotta come to our. Yeah, there probably was bacon at those events, those Roman or like pork well, belly. Yeah, sure. Uh, or like hey, porchetta, delicious. <laughs> I just start listing delicious had? cuts of pork. It goes both ways because according to the Gospel of John, Jesus was was uh, given a hard time by the Jews. For working on the Sabbath, because uh, the Jews just wanted him to chill, because it was Sabbath. Hey, not to be a stickler, but that is kind of a big deal. That, that's a big part of our thing, <laughs> which is kind of interesting, because we're like, I wouldn't, I would describe Jews as a lot of things, but we're certainly not chill. <laughs> so that's why we need a day. Yep. <laughs> It's on the Google calendar right there. Chill. It has to be a rule. Otherwise, 6.30 p.m. Friday. That's why we mandated a day for it. Relax. Because we've always been anxious. Yeah, that's funny. I think that's there's, like, truth to that, though. We needed, you know, we needed to, like, regiment our, our, like, relaxation time. And we needed Jesus to, you know. But what, Jesus is off, like... Yeah, that's where it gets weird is, like, getting really mad at people and stoning them to death because they, like... At other people. Like, come on, man. Like, what's... Because there's nothing... There's no more unchill way to get somebody to chill than to murder them. Right. Well, then they chill forever. The big chill. The big chill. But it's not... That's the big... That's the final chill. The final chill. Which we didn't do. I'm not saying we murdered him. (laughs) I'm not saying that. (laughs) 
It I sounds like we really thought about of, it too. We were part of the murder, but yeah, look, was, we were there. So wait, he was for real condemned to death in a rabbinical court. That's what that's, I read, but I, that's not a that's <laughs> not a great. Oh book. wait, no, I remember. I remember this by the Sanhedrin, right? I don't know. You, you're the you guys. You guys do the real research. I just I just didn't want to come completely empty-handed. I think I think <laughs> if I so basically after they decided that there was no more like Jewish kings and stuff that were actually Jews, they all had to be like Roman governors. Um, I think there was like a this is kind of where the rabbinical practice came up was like just these community leaders essentially, and they formed the stuff. That's where the Talmud basically comes from is all these fucking old crusty motherfuckers talking to each other about being like yeah, about what is literally like. What's new Judaism now? Because there's no temple, and the Romans don't let us do sacrifices, so we're going to have to figure out some some new things. And I guess maybe some of those people were not so happy with the guy being like, look, Sabbath? Optional. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what was, like, ultimately Jesus, like, sentenced to die for? Like, what was the, you know, what were the charges? All of our sins, Josh? <laughs> besides all of, besides the all of our yeah the all of our sins allegations what were what else was jesus charged to die for running his damn mouth <laughs> kind of right i jesus so wait, the conclusion he did, a, he did talk a lot but but we i mean i imagine all jews at that time were talking a lot i mean maybe he was talking more wait so the from the the conclusion i'm coming to is that the jews didn't kill jesus like we 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 decided he needed to die, but then, like, the physical labor part was done by Romans, right? Like, the part where they had to, like, get up on a ladder and use a hammer. That wasn't us. Well, according to Mel Gibson, we were... We were. Well, Melly G has always got a, a, a finger on the pulse of, of the human race, going all the way back. Yeah, there's there's my next question. Have you guys seen The Passion of the Christ? Not yet. Uh, I tried to watch it, ironically. It's kind of boring. It seems... I've never... I just obviously wasn't... It wasn't a, a VHS tape we had in our house growing up. So. <laughs> I can't imagine why. People loved Braveheart. <laughs> that was definitely a DVD. Uh, that was definitely in our library, but not, not Passion of the Christ. Remember when? Oh, he's found guilty of violating the Sabbath law, threatening to destroy the temple, practicing sorcery, exercising people by the power of demons, and claiming to be the Messiah. Running Whoa. his mouth. So there you go. Almost all of those. Yeah, he, he it's he it does sound like that friend who like kind of lost his mind on psychedelic drugs and then had a <laughs> I don't think you could hold destroying or consp- conspiring to destroy the temple against him. It was already gone. <laughs> also, I have to say I feel like pretty much every prophet was probably if we encountered a person saying the 21st century equivalent of what a prophet was saying back then, I feel like we'd be like, "Oh yeah, this person Can is you- like on can you read those charges back, Josh? Just one by one. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Let me react very dramatically to each one yeah. of them. Yeah, I was gonna, like, I also was giving a very lukewarm defense. Like, people should. I respect Christian people. <laughs> I'm not saying you're horrible. Fix it in post. Fix it in post, None of us has said anything. Uh, I'll bad. fix it all. Thank you. Okay. Um, Violating the Sabbath. Oh! <laughs> threatening to destroy the Jewish temple. Practicing oh, sorcery. He, threaten to, he threatened to destroy it? He said, I'm going to destroy the Jewish temple? I don't want to do the podcast thing of reading from the Wikipedia. Okay, okay, okay. 
live, ah! but just he he committed some Jewish crimes and he did some Jewish time. <laughs> we do enough reading online, it becomes the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Well, you know. What more is there to say? I feel like we never actually cleared up the did the Jews kill Jesus thing. It sounds like the justice system did, but it yeah, was set up by the Jews. Legal it system. sounds like, I mean, we've always been great at the ju- with the justice system. Like, going way back. Right, like, we so, did the clerical work, but it wasn't our idea. Yeah. Well, we were just following orders. Yikes. Well, that's a dark one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, but also, but also... He came back a few days later, so get over it. That's the other thing. Yeah, technically it's thing, a no the biggie. Stakes, the stakes feel – it feels kind of crazy that people are so upset about the whole thing. That Like the, the guy came back, you know? He returned with a V. I am glad that you all said that because that's something I often feel about any time, whether it's the story of Jesus or maybe in just another story, if anyone comes back to life – Seems like maybe the stakes aren't as high as you led us to believe no. that they were. It's it's like the new uh, Avatar movie that the bad guy is the same guy. They're like, okay, so people don't die in this world. Wait, did he? Was he supposed oh, to die man. in the last one? And then I thought he. I don't know. We don't need to get into the the Pandora universe on on the Jewish podcast, the Torah podcast. But hey, but it, it, there is a Jesus parallel there. The guy, the, the, he's he, he's alive because his feelings were put on some kind of a microchip that was put into another body (laughs) okay (laughs) see this is what i'm talking about people asked me if i was going to see avatar and i was like nah because it shouldn't take you 10 years to make the sequel to that stupid fucking movie (laughs) that's insane you You did brought the same guy back and he and he says we're not in kansas anymore again he says that actual line he says That's that line again. That's from Wizard of Oz. Did he say it the first That's time? That's from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> he says it in both Avatar movies. Okay, the Sanhedrin included lay elders, so maybe it wasn't just the Jews. Lay elders? Like, non-religious. Like, laymen. Oh, gotcha. Well, they could still be Jews, but they might not be, like... Mm. I remember reading a book when I was a kid that my mom gave me that was, like, a novelization of some of the, like, rabbis and shit back then and how like there was a big drama about jews practicing geometry was it fucking like a driven leaf or whatever as a driven leaf yep it, that was the one that was the one did you read yeah it they too? had us read it in kahila it was it was ass man it was um i think it was like more interesting to me because i was already interested in that ancient world but i learned more i feel like about I think that book is supposed to teach you about, like, internal Jewish struggles of the time. And I was like, oh, what's going on around everything else? Yeah, it was like people questioning God and stuff. All right. Eh, Should I do my little book report on the the Black Death or should we save it? I might as well just do it. Yeah, you want to just give it – it's a little teaser for the next time we get deep into the world Um, of anti-Semitism. Yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of – I just kind of followed my heart on this, and I was like, what what piques my interest? And the idea – I was like, what anti-Semitic trope piques my interest? And the idea of us poisoning wells is – I don't know. That's just like so, so old-worldly. Of like okay, so let me just let me just go to before you start. What's really interesting about that one is I remember hearing that one, but also it's not a common 
modern one, and maybe that's because we don't use wells that much in, like, big cities, but also maybe it's because the Pope came out and said, hey, that's not a real one. Not saying anything else about any of the other anti-Semitic stuff you might believe, but the wells is a no-go. Yeah, but do you think if— This is why I'm saying the Pope needs to, like— Add on to that list a little bit. We need Vatican Three. I'm we ready. Need... <laughs> Do you think if a bottled water company had a super Jewy name, people would still buy it, or they'd be like, maybe not for the water? No, no but I don't think it would be because necessarily. <laughs> My Springs. I don't think it would be because of that anti-Semitic. Maybe because of just more surface, a... surface level anti-Semitism. Dasanowitz, yeah, like, spring water. I don't want to buy Joe Berliner's fucking water. Just saying, Poland spring. Where in Poland is <laughs> that spring? Damn. There um, we go. Sorry. Okay. The Black uh, death. Right. Black death. Well, poisoning uh, the water would have been a much more efficient way to kill Jesus. You know. No, but he would have just. Would he would have just turned it into wine, and then that wine wouldn't have been poisonous anymore. Because he would have put an anti-poison Some people twist. would argue that alcohol is a poison. Uh, did he already have that power before he was resurrected? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's only resurrected for like three days before he just... Is that... So he sort of ascends to heaven? Is that what happens? I, I guess I never really thought about what happened after he was resurrected. I don't remember. Because like, he live a life on I, Earth no, again? No, 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 no. He, he goes... He ascends to heaven. I just can't remember the timeline. I learned this all at the Christian Talk radio station. It's a... It's a big deal, obviously, for the people who really believe. But I think it's three days, and he comes back to life. He comes out, and he's like, what's up? And then he leaves. And I think he... No, he has a parting message that's basically like, I'll be back when y'all are ready. Right. And y'all ain't ready now. Because I'm the Messiah. It's still... Exactly. That's, you know, that's still going to happen. I mean, not according to what we believe, but... According, well, they believe yeah. that that you never know. It's a matter of time that 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 he he comes back. So he so he was going around working on the Shabbat, turning water into wine, and I'm pretty calling, sure the water into the wine Messiah. thing is so that people can do the like uh, I can't remember what it's called, but the Friday night when you bless the wine, yeah, it's so that they can do that. K- kiddush, mm-hmm. yeah, the kiddush, the kiddush, yes. kiddush. All right, so 1300s, black death breaks out in Europe. People blame Jews because they're not getting it as much as everybody else. So people are like, the Jews are poisoning the wells. But the thing is, there's a lot of other reasons that the Jews might not have been getting it, such as it could have been because they're keeping kosher, so they're like just different source of of what they put in their body than other people, and because they were using other wells. Um, And they were just being more sanitary. So people were mad at the Jews for being sanitary. You know, it would be like it was also the fact that we're just built different, right? Well, it's like, <laughs> but the it to me, it's like if we were like this is this is maybe kind of gross, but like if everyone if everyone else besides the Jews wasn't washing their ass, we were the only people on earth that washed our asses, and then everyone else is like, why is my asshole itchy all the time? It's because of the Jews. Why are you? Why isn't your asshole itchy? You're a suspect. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm, not until you were talking about people with itchy buttholes did I understand that concept. 
I think it's also kind of funny because that's not the only because we there was like we have the, like the mikvah baths we don't do it as much in like the reform thing or whatever and that was like a, a a source of sanitation and it's also funny to note that like people being cleaner than other people is like a really big sticking point throughout history of people being like oh, fuck those people they bathe all the time they fucking comb their hair they fucking yeah. make sure that they don't have dirt in their crevices those people fucking We're suck very clean people. This is also why it's hard for me to believe that we would have killed Jesus, because that would have been a mess. That's why we did the paperwork and then had contractors take care of it. Had someone else do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we didn't want to get the blood um, on our clothes. But yeah, that's not uh, – That's that. even that, that's kind of funny. That's not – especially in Europe. People in Europe were not thrilled about people who were a little bit more cleanly than especially they were. Especially when people start dying from not mm-hmm. – yeah. So Pope Clement VI – Pope Clement number six kind of tried to protect the Jews and he put out a statement. I was talking about this earlier where he said anyone who blamed the Jews for the plague had been plague had been seduced by that liar, the devil. Um, you know that one. But then Charles number four, emperor of Rome, kind of undercut the Pope's efforts and was like, if if a Jew gets killed, his stuff is just kind of up for grabs now. And so people just kind of there's a lot. <laughs> Is that right? There's a lot. It seems like there's a lot of financial incentive to kill Jews. That's that's what I'm... I love the idea of like, hey, look, you guys got to chill the fuck out. It's not the Jews, not them doing the fucking well. However, but their shit's still up. for yeah, if, you, if you kill them, which you don't need to do because they're not poisoning any wells. But if you kill them. OK, if they happen to be dead already. Yeah. King, uh, I, you might not. I don't know if you know the answer to this, King. That would that be Charles of Rome? Is that like a a a, a Rome Rome person? Because I don't, or is it like a Holy Roman thing? I don't know. My, it sounds kind of Holy Roman because it it seemed like they're putting it into the context of like the Pope said one thing and then this dude said a, a kind of contradictory thing. So maybe they were both. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So they're kind of like jockeying a little bit. So, um. Then we get to the Strasbourg Massacre, which um, freaking Valentine's Day, 1349. It was a Friday. They had Fridays back then. Think about that. Um, you know? <laughs> um, Why wouldn't they have Fridays? It's yeah. weird, you know? It's Friday. T- they, d- they didn't have TGI <laughs> yeah, Fridays. About- they didn't have cheap wings. <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> the idea of TGIF probably also didn't exist. No, because their Sabbath is on the fucking Sunday, dude. TGIS. Get the fucking. So, um, this was like in the context of the of the Black Plague, but Hans Juju. I'm sorry. Continue. I he's just harassing me off mic. It's okay. I guess. In a funny okay. Way, the I kind of am still trying to wrap my head around this, even though I, I found it interesting and wanted to present it, but don't fully understand it. But. The in Strasbourg, there a bunch of Jews were killed because the current like up until this massacre, there was a mayor, and they, they call it an Ammenmeister. Um, this guy Peter Swarber, who wanted to, he had like a deal with the Jews where he protected them, like they paid him a bun- a tax, and then he, he, they were like protected in Strasbourg. And then, but then there was like this power struggle between, um, like. The I don't know they, they use all this confusing language like the bourgeoisie, but I think they're just talking about like a specific class of of business owners that 
are trying to like the landed gentry, <laughs> like the the landowners, yeah. like the um, they're not kings and shit, but they got power. So yeah, what it, what it seemed like from my reading is that like it, what it, when I was saying earlier that a lot of this is like cyclical. It was like the Jews were charged. Everyone wanted to kill the Jews. Just that was just a thing already. So that they were in, in exchange, they were charged a huge tax by the city to live there, and it was like their protection. Right? It was like a protection thing. It was like we protect you from getting killed. But then for to be able to like still another Jewish tax. To be able to exactly, but to be able to pay that, they since they were the money changers, they like charged all these extra fees and kind of like did the thing and like pissed people off. So then it just became this cyclical thing. Um, so this Peter Swarber mayor guy, the SWAT, the whatever it's called, he he like stands up for the Jews and he's like, no, we can't kill them, but mostly for like pragmatic reasons. He's like, they pay all these taxes, they commit, they like. Are they help economically? Um, something I found funny is that a bunch of the the people, the class of people who like ended up taking over, taking power from this guy, because basically what happened. Ah, this is like me trying to understand history. Thanks for his, for for hanging with me. Um, basically, what happened is like this Peter guy and his class of people got pushed out of power by everyone else who was like, no, fuck you, fuck the Jews. We don't want the Jews anymore. Um, and then after. All those after that coup where the like the anti-Semitic people took over, the like other people came crawling back. Um, but yeah, my favorite part was where he says, like the people get mad and accuse him of being like you're only protecting the Jews because they're paying you off, it, which is true, like because he is. Anyway, this I'll come back more fully formed mm-hmm. at this. I mean, we're gonna have to come back to. Later anti-Semitism, because like we didn't even get into, cause also because like the stuff we were talking about isn't is before this, but like there's a whole history of like Jews as bankers of and money changers mm-hmm. that's based off of like laws that were fucking signed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like you can't farm, uh, you can't. And own then I guess land. the other, <laughs> so it's like what else? Here? The other thing with this particular massacre is a lot of the people who killed Jews in this massacre were like in debt to Jews and by killing them, it like erased that debt. So it's like, I guess that kind of, it struck a chord with me when you were talking about Ioni, when you're talking earlier about like how a lot of it, like, could you, can you define it as anti-Semitism or is it just the old world being rough as fuck? Cause it's like, yeah, if you have a bunch of debt and getting, killing the guy who owns the debt gets you out of it and you have a chance to do that without repercussions, like kind of, Kind of seems like the move, maybe. So, mm-hmm. All these student graduates need to kill a bunch of college chancellors. It's, I mean, uh, that's the headline on this episode. While legally I don't agree with that, so you true. Legally, I'm so against that. You won't hear me say no. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like almost maybe we need to do a second episode about like after after the Romans are Christian. Kind of like between like one thousand and like fifteen hundred. Well, because like what really that that era is when shit kind of merges from like being purely religious, kind of in like an ideological like fuck these people into being like merged with like economic shit too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like ah, uh, because it's all related, right? Like from Christ not... killers to Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, but like. It, 
all of these things are based off of weird quirks of whatever religion, whether it's Judaism or Christianity or whoever is kind of like what those interactions are. But like the focus of it will change as time goes on. Like one of the scholars I saw that is like an anti-Semitism scholar was talking about how like different eras sort of have like the issue with Jews changes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's economics, sometimes it's religious, sometimes it's more like ethno-national. Right. And like that's and that all changes. Sometimes it's a, it's and like in the ancient world, in some points, it's a matter of just not being the ones in power. I would want like, to do this very delicately, but I also think there's maybe another episode or just a rich vein of inquiry, in inquiry. Like I'd be interested to know about the history of like Islam and in Judaism coexisting. What people thought about each other. Why you know they're both Abrahamic religions, but obviously like historically things have gone awry at various moments like what's mm-hmm. what's underneath that and in, in and in a non like you know jews and and muslims have always been fighting since the dawn of time in israel they've been fighting for five thousand years we could never settle this argument you know yeah like, not that but just like actually like i just want to know anyway. it's like what that looked like yeah similarly yeah. to how we were dealing with like you know hey what what does it look like when people who ostensibly follow the same belief are like no, this guy is like the Messiah. Yeah, and there we're, we're like sure. you know Muslim empires just as much as there was yeah. the Christian Roman Empire and stuff. So anyway, I don't know. You guys should Who do should a thought? something on the Mormons. I learned, I, 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 my eyes were opened earlier today to Mormon anti-Semitism. Um, yeah, that... which evolved. Well, which you evolved you lived into... in Utah for a bit during the pandemic. Were you ever? Did you ever receive any Mormon anti-Semitism? Uh, no, but but part of my curiosity, I'm wondering if we never learned about it or talk about it because Jews didn't really care to go to Utah. We didn't, they didn't really have to kick mm-hmm. us out of Utah. Yeah, I feel like know? anyone, yeah, like cowboy they, country. I don't like know. they said, they said that, or what I read was that Brigham Young basically believed Jews were like in between, one step below Native Americans, one step above Black people. Hmm. Interesting. So. Nice. As far as all the uh, cursed, (laughs) inferior, Uh you know, beings go, we were. I'm gonna have to. That's where we sat. I'm gonna have to sit with that one for a while. Yeah, I'm still figuring out how I feel about that one. (laughs) What that really means? Sounds like he was just kind of making it up as he goes along. He was like, "Okay, it's who's on top of that? It's Native Americans, and below them are Jews." And then below them are black people. And then below them is, I guess, I, I'm not going to, you know, but he, he just probably had to keep going and then rearrange. You know, he's as, as it comes to him, he's like, OK, wait, no, Albanians. <laughs> oh, shit, forgot about that. He's like, shit, OK, no, okay. Albanians are above the disabled, but. Oh, my God. Below... Don't say that. <laughs> All right. Um. I don't know. There's a space for we'll probably talk about it at some point, too, of like groups that believe that they are like the proper Jews and Jews are not the Jews, Um, because that's not unique to Mormonism at all. And that's not unique to a lot of other groups. Um, But also like the the layers that have to go on with that are a lot more complicated. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, I don't know. Should we? Bring this train to the station. What did we learn today? We haven't. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the train part yet, Josh. But um, 
Walk, I walked into that one. Um, but yeah, we can uh, can park this. We can parallel park this mother effer sideways. Um, also, wait, <laughs> dang it. Um, I don't know. That's it. That's it. a little bit of history of anti-Semitism. There's more of it. We that we'll get to, but. Um, I think if uh, I think if there's any takeaway beyond just kind of like oh these are some like interesting facts is like wow it is kind of cool I guess to a certain degree that like there have been Jews for a very very long time a very 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 long time to the point that like we've mentioned it before but like the people who are talking about in the destruction of the first temple and all that shit like there's nothing in common with the world that they look at that we see. Um, and does, that's an interesting little bit of context for our tradition. It does feel cool to be part of, we survive. to be part of a tradition where even now people are like, fucking cut that shit out. And we're like, Hee-hee, no, no, we're not gonna. And that's kind of fun. We're just, <laughs> is that your Jew voice? Yeah. <laughs> <D. laughs> no, thank you. I'm a Jew. Um, we are, yeah, does um, anyone else have? Oh, we please. are like the cockroach of of, of religious ethnic <laughs> communities. We, <laughs> you can try, but we're not going anywhere. Wait till you hear what Brigham Young said about cockroaches. <laughs> oh, the good, boy. Well, the, the, the good part of cockroaches is that they're uh-huh. survivors. I love that you started yeah. this. That when, when, you, we can hold our breath for two weeks underwater. <laughs> You started this yeah, by being like John fly. is going to get us in trouble, and then at this point you're like Jews are basically like cockroaches if you think about it. <laughs> wow, true. Tables turned. Um, Ben, is there anything you want to, uh, you know, promote, shine a light on, shout out, brag about? <laughs> the floor is yours. Um, no. Well, <laughs> a humble man. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate I, I I love seeing you guys. You know, I've I haven't seen Ayani or Josh in, in a in a long time, but I've you know we all spent time together. Like, how old were we probably when we met? Like thirteen, fourteen, formatively teens and tweens. 12. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we were formatively. I'm, I'm 29 old. now. You guys are what 28. So it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, it's a pleasure to see you too, man. That we've known each other, so it's pretty cool that we're that you guys are doing this podcast, and uh, and it's fun to to listen to it. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank thanks, you. man. Uh, yeah, that's great. It's great to have you. It's really fun. Blessings to you all. Um, I guess now that we've opened the floodgate to just all of Jewish history, if if there's any uh, <laughs> part of Jewish history that you, the listener, would like us to cover, there's you know there's a there's a whole lot of that stuff. So point us in in that direction, and we will we'll check it out. Also, just you know, a heads up and to promote ourselves, whatever you listen to podcasts is where you can listen to it. You can email us too, but we're actually on iHeartRadio now. Oh, look at that! Ba, ba, ba. We're on Stitcher now. Oh, these are companies that exist that people use to listen to their nerd podcasts. iHeartRadio, and this could be one of them. You've always been on Stitcher, I thought. I no, ah, maybe. I've always had you. I've always had you on Stitcher. 
God, then never mind. I'm getting fucking called Are out. Are we on iHeartRadio? <laughs> listener. Yeah, we're on iHeartRadio. Do our we heart get their now. ads? You're welcome. Because sometimes I listen. No, okay. no, no, no. Oh, iHeartRadio has no, no, no. wild ads. Yeah, they do. I, I do mean, that, we could I do, do the, ads. Uh, the SpongeBob podcast for them. Or we could just ask people to give us money. Do that. Give us money. Give me the money. Give me the money. It's the Jewish tax. It is. If you're listen, if you're probably if you're listening to this, you're probably Jewish. In which case, you like probably you know please please give us money, but like no pressure. <laughs> in which case, pay <laughs> up. But no, what I'm what oh, I'm yeah. saying is, if you're listening to this and you're not Jewish and you just listen to all that, you for sure have to give us money, right? Think about all the bets. Yeah, in conclusion, yeah, Think pay about up. the bad so stuff we've been through. Think about all that bad stuff. All right, well, at any rate, whether you pay or not, have a wonderful evening or whatever time you're listening. We'll find you. We'll find you on the other side. <laughs> we will find you. We will find you.